You're listening to K-Squid Santa Cruz at 90.7 FM. My name is Julian, and I am an intern at Your Future is Our Business, a Santa Cruz County nonprofit which helps students ages 10 to 18 explore careers and start their career journey. We provide career expos, panels, guest speakers, and more. Today I am here with my other host, Melina. Hello everyone. Our show, What to Be, highlights the career journeys of inspirational people in Santa Cruz County. If you ever thought, hmm, how did they get that job? Or what is that job really like? Then keep on listening. We would also like to remind listeners that the opinions expressed by today's guest do not necessarily reflect this career in its entirety. Today we're joined by our guest, Kim Sakamoto, who is currently an outreach coordinator for the Cabrillo College Watsonville Center Teacher Pathway Program, and she is also an administrator for the Pajaro Valley Unified School District. Can you explain what your current career is and what you do exactly? Yes, my job is to encourage future teachers um, who reflect the diversity of the Watsonville area to someday return to teach in um, our home community. Um, my goal is to strengthen the pathway from high school to college so students will be inspired to not only become teachers, but real education leaders who will be able to also um, be role models in our community. Cool. What kind of training um, do you have education? So uh, public school administrators are required to have teaching experience and complete a state approved administrative uh, licensing program. Most administrators hold a master's degree in education leadership or education administration. I also think that um, understanding the connection between health, social and emotional well-being and education is really critical to student learning and their life success. What kind of skills would you say you use in your current job? So some of the skills um, or the qualities that come to mind are being open to learning, um, working with everyone in the school community, um, establishing strong routines and systems of support for students and their families. I think it's really important to have that um, connection uh, with, with parents, uh, family members, and, and students. Um, some other skills I think are important to work on are, is the ability to problem solve, um, have that uh, personal, personal accountable action, um, cultural competence, um, being aware of diversity and knowing um, how to talk with families about uh, sometimes difficult um, subjects, mm-hmm. um, and just really being able to bring people together toward a common uh, educational purpose for students. Did you always think you were going to establish a career in education? Um, I was the child who used to line up the uh, her stuffed animals and <laughs> teach her stuffed animals. <laughs> and at first I thought I might be a psychologist, huh. but um, I thought actually I got that mixed up because I thought psychologists were chiropractors. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And so um, I decided to go into teaching. Later, I did consider uh, uh, child psychology, Mm -hmm. but I really thought, you know, that was in third grade at at that time. I was in third grade, wow. And I was thinking to myself, you know what? First, I have to be a teacher because teachers know everything. Oh. (laughs) So that's why I'm not a chiropractor today. (laughs) (laughs) Was there one teacher that inspired you to go into education? Or did it just come naturally to you? I was really fortunate because I had many teachers along the way who looked out after me. Mm-hmm. Um, my family, um, you know, my parents were farm workers. Um, later they became um, uh, 
family farm owners and so they were busy all day from mm -hmm. you know morning till night and so uh, we had neighbors uh, one was a retired teacher who taught me how to read mm -hmm. and um, also the teachers that I had uh, you know in school were always um, always seemed to have my best interest at heart but my really my first teacher uh, is my mom and she yeah. would mm -hmm. um, work with me at night and tell me stories and uh, that's that's really my first teacher yeah. and favorite <laughs> sweet uh, what was your first step to your current career because I know you've done amazing things we'd like to tell us a little bit about your previous careers and accomplishments so uh, my first step toward my career was walking uh, into a classroom as a in my high school work experience um, class mm -hmm. and so I became a daily volunteer at Bayview Elementary School mm -hmm. in Santa Cruz and I observed and tutored and learned about um, daily life of the classroom community mm -hmm. and there I feel that set my um, set my focus on becoming a teacher mm -hmm. what kind of challenges did you first um, encounter when you first walked into the classroom so when I was um, just starting out I had no idea what it was like to work with a classroom of 20 or more children mm -hmm. and um, I really didn't understand what my role was mm -hmm. and so I would often help them to do the things that they were supposed to do on their own for example cleaning up I would be on the floor cleaning up with them oh. and my master teacher my mentor teacher would say uh, that's not your job <laughs> <laughs> so I basically had to um, understand that uh, I wasn't a babysitter mm -hmm. and I wasn't um, just uh, hanging out with a group of students mm -hmm. that I what I actually had a role yeah. to teach yeah. and to help them learn in the class mm -hmm. and what grades were you um, teaching uh, so at the very start when I was doing my work at experience I was uh, in a first through third grade classroom mm -hmm. and so uh, I was uh, able to um, have an understanding of uh, different ages and stages in the mm -hmm. same classroom. Mm -hmm. uh, I often tutored or worked individually with students who needed extra help. Uh, later, I became an instructional um, assistant in the uh, school reading lab. And there I worked with students who were English learners, or students with disabilities, mm -hmm. um, and students just who needed a little extra boost with reading. Mm -hmm. How long did you work as a teacher before you got into the administrative side of education so I worked I so I've always worked as a teacher and an administrator uh, my oh. first um, my first position was a teaching fellow at a teacher's college in Pasadena called Pacific Oaks College and teachers college and um, so as a teaching fellow you're working in the classroom but you're mm -hmm. also working with practicum students and, and teaching um, with them uh, and so uh, I would work with students during the day and then work either in administration or coordination mm -hmm. uh, in the evening as I went through school and I got my um, credentials. I had my, um, I have a master's in human development mm -hmm. and um, that also allows me to teach at the community college level. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what is it that you do now? And how, yeah, could you describe like your job now? So my job right now is to go into the community and increase awareness and understanding of um, what a Grow Your Own Teacher program is like. Mm -hmm. uh, and what that means is 
uh, we're really trying to bring together uh, the community to have conversations about education and um, help um, students to prepare for that uh, career in education starting in high school. So mm -hmm. that path, we want the pathway to be clear and strong for them as they proceed through. Uh, um, this year we have a special um, grant with uh, Cal State Monterey Bay so that students have a chance to start their career in high school, mm -hmm. move forward by taking courses and mm -hmm. having um, uh, activities career exploration activities, mm -hmm. like college visits, and then moving on to Cabrillo, and then going to CSUMB. Oh, very clear pathway. What would you say are the biggest differences between being a teacher and being an administrator and what you do now, and similarities as well? Do you still interact with students one-on-one? -on -one I'm sorry? Do you still interact with students one-on-one -on -one as an administrator, or is it more distant? Yes, it's, it's an interesting role. Um, so I've always been a teacher administrator or teacher coordinator. So mm -hmm. I've always done a teaching component. Mm -hmm. So, and I think that that's critical because I think teaching does inform administration and mm -hmm. administration informs teaching. Mm -hmm. So I've been really fortunate in being able to do both all the way through. Um, as an administrator, um, I think the focus is very clearly on um, the overall school climate, policy mm -hmm. and procedure, making sure student educational plans are being fulfilled, uh, and supporting students with their social emotional um, physical health or um, you know learning learning needs and interests um, and I also think that part of that role of administrator is reaching out to parents and having that conversation with parents um, understanding that the role of a parent changes as a child goes through their school mm -hmm. career mm -hmm. um, and so uh, in in the classroom, you're working, you're, you're on the front lines. You're working directly with, with children. You might not mm -hmm. have as much time to have an individual conversation, mm -hmm. or it might have to be held at a different time. But um, teachers are uh, multitasking, um, multifaceted, multi-talented uh, in, in being able to deliver um, a uh, relevant and meaningful curriculum mm -hmm. to children on a daily basis. And in that way, they get to know the child, but at the same time, the child gets to know know them. And so mm -hmm. that's why it's critical to understand um, from both administrative perspective and a teaching perspective mm -hmm. that the classroom is truly a community. Mm -hmm. I'm curious to know if you had a job, ever had a job outside of education that today helps, today helps you or skills you picked up you anything, yeah, yeah. <laughs> skills you picked up that you still use so when i was growing up i was raised on a family farm and so mm. we would be doing everything from digging our own septic tank to mm. um you know um picking berries uh yeah. you know packing flowers mm -hmm. uh so all of those kinds of skills really helped me to be resourceful okay. um mm. to be able to put things together and take things apart and be pragmatic in terms of moving forward with um my uh, you know daily tasks and managing time and managing projects and that sort of thing another um, program that helped me was 4-H so I mm. learned how to uh, work on projects and work as a team member and um, and just um, enjoy uh, wor working in uh, in groups mm. mm -hmm. it's always a challenge um, do you have a favorite memory uh, on this job or a previous job? 
Um, I think my uh, most favorite memory of all my jobs is always working with people and finding in this, the talents and sometimes hidden talents that people mm -hmm. have and bring to their work. Um, teaching is one of those professions where uh, if you had another job outside, you can it always informs you know your mm -hmm. your teaching. Um, as well as the routines and skills and the discipline that it takes to, um, you know, operate a, a classroom. But as far as uh, favorite memory, it's always it always goes back to the people, whether it's the students or mm -hmm. the parents or the um, uh, staff. You know, it's it's always the people. Mm -hmm. Can you describe um, or let it, your educational background? So uh, my educational background started out. Um, as an instructional aide, uh, where I got a lot of hands-on learning. Um, I was working in the reading lab at um, Bayview Elementary, as I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. And then um, when I went to Cabrillo, uh, I was the first person in my family to go to college, and Cabrillo was my first college. Mm -hmm. And uh, I received an offer to work in the college reading lab. And mm -hmm. then I worked my way through college, so I also got a job as a photo lab technician oh. and then i went to the job board which was a bulletin board back mm -hmm. then and i found a job as a private tutor for an elementary school student mm -hmm. and that was where i realized that um i could see i could actually make a real difference in um, helping a child learn how to read mm -hmm. um, do math and um, be successful in school and mm -hmm. so then i also realized that a little bit of attention um, at an early age can um, mean like acceleration so students mm -hmm. could accelerate and then I started my own private tutoring business oh, wow. so I would go to your house and I would meet with your parents and I mm. would talk with you and work with you and then I would go to meet with your teacher oh man all wow. for seven dollars an hour wow seven dollars <laughs> and how old were you at this I was 18, 19 oh, years old, I did wow. okay. until I was like 21 or yeah. 22, yeah. Oh, then wow. I changed my rates. So. Really, well, so that right was like right. your first step into teaching? Um, oh yeah, that was one of those first steps into teaching, for sure. Mm. So I've, in the past, I was a tutor before, and I'm just curious, what would you see are the biggest differences between being a tutor and being a teacher? I think because teachers have an overview of many students, mm. and um, when they have a chance to work individually with the child, I think it can make a great deal of difference. Mm -hmm. They can't always do that in the mm -hmm. course of a day. And so um, a tutor provides that one-on-one -on -one individualized attention. Mm -hmm. And I do believe the tutors need to work with teachers because teachers really do know children in a different way. Mm -hmm. Parents know children in a different way. Mm -hmm. And they can inform um, your lessons, um, talking mm -hmm. with the student, finding out, you know, is this something you really want to do? Do you want mm -hmm. help? Because what I found was every time I asked that, that question and the child would say yes, I always saw growth. Mm -hmm. uh, the one time that I didn't, and then I asked this kid, like, it's like, no, I don't want help. Like, I didn't see any growth. And so I realized that the motivation of the person really has to do a lot with, with learning. Mm -hmm. What were some of your favorite subjects in school? My favorite subjects when I was growing up was reading. I used to love to read, read all kinds of mystery books and um, was the, you know, person who got the pile of books uh, from the Scholastic, um, you know, book club. I used to yeah. love yeah. those. <laughs> and my mom would give me the money to do that. And yeah. she would mm -hmm. say, you can buy as many as you want, just wow. as long as you read them. Sometimes yeah. I'd buy 12 books, but I would read them all. Yeah. And I mean, just mm -hmm. really love that world 
that um, literature brought. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's, you know, that's something I wish I could say I still do today. Mm-hmm. I read a lot today. <laughs> it's not so much just for yeah. fun, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot more, uh, I guess, dry material maybe now. <laughs> it's, it's work related, but, you know, I enjoy my work, so it's, that's a different mm-hmm. kind of fun. Uh, what keeps you motivated to continue doing your job? And, you know, you've done education careers for a while. Was there ever a point where you wanted to switch? Or <laughs> I think it's important, like, within your roles that you continue to evolve. Mm-hmm. And you take that, um, you sometimes need to take that risk to move to a new position mm-hmm. or move to the next level um, or try something new, learn something new within your job. Um, and so what um so again i think it always comes back to the people the people that you're working with sometimes Mm -hmm. you establish great relationships i worked at great schools had wonderful um uh, incredible um school uh, leaders uh and uh but sometimes it's just time to move to that next to Mm -hmm. take that Mm -hmm. next step for your own personal growth and professional growth as well uh and so to me that's um that's the that's the benefit of having a new a new position. Mm-hmm. And what kind of challenges have you faced in your current job and your previous job? Mm-hmm. So I thought about this question mm-hmm. before, and the most difficult challenge for me is when there's something that goes uh, like a serious emergency at home, and mm-hmm. it rarely happens. Um, for yourself or for a student or usually for well for for my family so in my own personal family because it's that balance between personal life and Mm -hmm. professional life and I've always had a super strong family so Mm. you know things just keep moving forward Mm. and everyone looks after one another and um and so when something happens to your base your home base Mm. then it it can really affect everything else but what Mm. I also found is that if you ask for help and mm-hmm. um, you let you know people know people everyone you know friends and colleagues really step in to provide mm-hmm. that support and so that can get you through a really difficult difficult time what's an accomplishment that you're proud of especially mm-hmm. proud of I think I'm especially proud of taking that um, first step to walk into a classroom and start volunteering and start mm-hmm. uh, working um, all along, it's always taking that next step is sometimes a, a challenge or a risk, and it's sometimes scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but I remember, you know, walking on to a different school campus mm-hmm. and and feeling like I didn't know where anything was. But then people like in the front office will smile at you. Mm-hmm. The custodian helps you to find your way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the children are just curious and. Um, you know, wanting you to, you know, wanting to ask you questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, school communities, uh, you know, are are really special in that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Do you have any habits that help you with work? Hmm. Um, are you organized? And <laughs> uh, I know you're organizing your, your teddy bears, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> it is, I think, organization, communication, interpersonal relationships, um, are part of that uh, is a part of a cultural competence. Uh, we mm-hmm. sometimes think about cultural competences mainly being uh, specific, like uh, a race or gender ability. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that spectrum 
of um, of culture really needs to be brought into the conversation of education. Um, uh, that's you know my personal experience mm-hmm. that when we have a stronger understanding of diversity and how people work together mm-hmm. and realize that uh, children learn in a context. They learn in a social context, mm-hmm. a political context, an educational context. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just a bubble. It's not yeah. just learning in, yes, in isolation. And they come with rich experience. Their mm-hmm. families have um, have voices and, and, um, and experience to contribute mm-hmm. and expertise. And so it's how do we tap everyone's experience and expertise and then also leverage those areas or fill in some gaps that you know need to be filled uh, so that um, we can all um, move education um, forward mm-hmm. during your time at uh, during your time in college did you ever feel um, lost about what you wanted to do so, so I took um, I I took one semester to take one class, and that didn't make me so nervous. It made my parents really nervous because they thought I was going to get off track. I was very clear where I was going and what I was going to do. Um, after I attended Cal State Hayward, I thought I would go on to do their teaching credential, their reading uh, specialist program there because I heard very good things about it. Uh, but uh, I heard about a teacher's college and um, applied to uh, to that program and I'm really glad I took that took that you know that chance and um, started working there so what is something that you wish you would have known when you were starting out in this career I wish I would have known that I could have asked for help more Mm-hmm. I could have reached out to people that I thought um, might not have the time for me because mm-hmm. what I've found over the years is that people usually have the time to talk or to help mm-hmm. or to provide support mm-hmm. or give insights or offer opportunities. So that's something I wish I would have known maybe a little earlier on. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of my personal strengths is that I ask a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. and. I consider it a personal strength. Definitely, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, it, I think, because I'm curious about the world and enjoy learning and mm. want to find out more. Um, so that's something I I just wish I would have learned a little bit mm-hmm. earlier. And was there a piece of advice or tool that guided you to where you are now? So. My, my mother's advice has always been one thing at a time because mm-hmm. I think I tend to have a lot, a lot of ideas. No, that is, that is good advice, really I think. Yeah, yeah. One thing at a time. And so she, her advice to this day is one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. And so when I feel like uh, things are getting a little complicated, <laughs> then maybe I should slow things down a little bit and take it, mm-hmm. uh, take it one step at a time. Mm-hmm. Was there someone that was instrumental to your success and to getting you to where you are now? Mm. So I've been really fortunate to have those teachers, mentors, mm. people who really looked after me along the way. And I would say that as a piece of advice also, uh, that find those people uh, who can be a mentor. Mm. Uh, they just are there to listen and offer their experience and expertise. Mm-hmm. 
um, offer you a couple of tips and I think there is a benefit to people who walk down a similar path mm -hmm. or um, understand uh, how you know the world works and so that to me has always been a benefit of having a mentor to go to mm -hmm. what would you tell somebody who is unsure about the career path I would say ask questions mm -hmm. uh, go and talk with someone um, at, if you're at a high school you can talk to your uh, counselor your advisor mm -hmm. teachers mm -hmm. uh, not everyone is always available but again if you um, go and ask usually there's someone to help but the other thing I would say is don't give up mm -hmm. and if that's not happening uh, within your school you can ask at home and you can ask uh, at your local community college or uh, your future is a business. Your future is a business. <laughs> Absolutely. So usually, uh, just take advantage of those opportunities mm -hmm. that that create themselves. Mm -hmm. And so, if someone is interested in doing what you do now, what would you recommend them to try or to be their first step? I think that uh, practical experience, getting as much experience as you can in that mm -hmm. area that uh, you you want to pursue, that mm -hmm. career that you want to pursue. So again, um, if there's a field trip, if there's um, a an observation, mm -hmm. uh, if there is a time to talk with someone about their career, don't just do it one time, try to mm -hmm. do it multiple times. Um, use your summers, use your breaks uh, to exp you know do a little career exploration. Um, Go ahead and call up a college. Go ahead and call up um, your futures or business and organizations that will support you. Find out who the um, great um, employers are because even if you go into education, you might need a job and finding a great employer will give mm -hmm. you those cross-cutting um, cross skills that you'll need for any, um, any job. Mm -hmm. And um, is there a student or person in your life that inspires you? There are so many people that are such an inspiration because it is the ability of the, um, for schools, it's the ability of a team to work together. Mm -hmm. um, for me, for many years, uh, one of my, the people that has inspired me is Ava Acosta. She's mm -hmm. an academic counselor at Cabrillo Watsonville Center. Mm -hmm. She's, um, she's worked on behalf of children and families, on behalf mm -hmm. of students, on behalf of the community, uh, in a um, in a often invisible, what looks to be invisible, mm -hmm. but is actually a very active and responsive um, uh, way. Ava sounds incredible. <laughs> she is incredible, and everyone should go see. No. <laughs> Would you say that college was one of the biggest investments you've made, or would you consider something else to be? Education is the biggest investment. Fortunately for me, when I was going to Cabrillo, it was $14 a unit. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> and that was full tuition. And when was Friday. that one? Was wow. That? It was in 1978. Mm. And so um, students now have an incredible opportunity with the promise 
uh, program, uh, BOG, of financial aid and scholarships. Mm -hmm. I do think as you go into higher education, the cost gets a little prohibitive, mm -hmm. but there is usually a way to pay for a program that you want to invest in. Um, so the last question we have for you is, are there any last comments or thoughts you would like to leave our listeners with? Or do you want to share? So I just wanted to say thank you for this opportunity uh, to talk with you today. And um, anyone who's interested in the Cabrillo Watsonville Center, CSUMB Teacher Pathway, uh, can contact me at K-I-S-A-K-A-M-O at cabrillo.edu. My phone number is 831-786-4720. And this is for college students or for who? College students or high school students. Okay. Great. Well, thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you so much. And thank you to all our K-Squid listeners for tuning in to today's career story with your host, Melina and Julian, on our show, What to Be, with today's guest, Kim. If you would like to be on the show, have questions, or want to request a specific career, send us an email at whattobe at ksquid.org. If you enjoyed our show, please join us again next Sunday at 90.7 FM KSquid Santa Cruz at 7 p.m. or online at ksqd.org. Thank you, Santa Cruz listeners.